Welcome, everybody, to the Hot Tag Hooligans Wrestling Podcast show with myself, Aaron, and Tom. Tonight, a very special guest. She's the gladiator of the geeks, Riley Shepard. How's it going? Hi. Thank you so much for having me. It's going really well. I'm excited to talk to you guys. It's been a, a little bit of in the works. I've been excited and waiting to do it. Oh, and, and you know, uh, for anyone who, who doesn't know, uh, there are times when we have you know, I guess kind of scheduled and we don't announce who's coming on to the show and then life happens. You know, there has been times when Tom and ourselves have had to cancel a show as well uh, because something has happened and we always try to circle back because if we've asked the guest to be on before, by God, we want them on. So glad to have you on here tonight. And I want to start right there with the gladiator of the geeks. Mm-hmm. Because that is a crazy moniker that a lot of people may not quite understand. So mm-hmm. where did the Gladiator of the Geeks come from? So it, it pretty much embodies exactly who I am. Um, I've always been a geek, so there's that part. Um, I've grown up reading books my entire life. I can't think of actually in the past, uh, the last time I haven't read. I literally read every night. So that started my love for science fiction. And then that kind of rolled into TV shows and movies like Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter with the books and then became the movies. Um, I wasn't unfortunately able to have a gaming console except for a Game Boy, but I played like Pokemon and Zelda and Final Fantasy. So that's pretty much what my childhood was. I've always been a geek. I've always been into fantasy and sitting in the corner with my glasses, those huge rimmed glasses reading my book. but I was never quiet about it. That's never changed. So because of that, um, I did get bullied and it took me a while to find my voice. And when I did, I never stopped using it. <laughs> I, st- I, I didn't stand up for myself. And so because I didn't stand up for myself, I wanted to become the person who I needed back then. And so now I say I stand for the silence, the freaks, the geeks and the outcasts because that's who I needed, and that's who I want to be for someone else. And that's exactly what the Gladiator Geek is. Now, you mentioned two movies here, okay? <laughs> you mentioned Harry Potter, and you mentioned Lord of the Rings. And yes. We've had quite a few wrestling talents who are big Harry Potter people on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still have never watched one Harry Potter. Now, Tom <laughs> watched them and said they were all a little too long. Okay. I feel the <laughs> Not same. as long as Lord of the Rings, though. Right. So that brings me to Lord of the Rings because the first one, I felt like I enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. But by the time the second one came, I felt like I had to watch these movies like an hour at a time a night to finish them. Like they are so long. They are very long. They are. Um, And I actually watched them and my dad brought me to the movie theaters to watch them. Like that's how I'm probably dating myself that when I was younger, I watched them in a movie theater. But I, because I grew up reading these fantasy books, all of these books tend to create these huge worlds and you're learning about them. And I'm so used to those details being filled in that even like most movies to me don't have enough details because they leave things out all the time because I read the books most of the time, except for Lord of the Rings, which is the only book series I surprisingly didn't read and then watch the movie. But movies to, to me, they built this, sto- this story of this realm, this entire world, and they, they needed to be that long in order to hold up, I feel like, and have these characters and hold up to the books. And the same with The Hobbit too, which they they pieced it into three 
three movies, but it's one book, but that's how many details there were. So they needed to create this realm. And for me, I love it. I love storytelling in all forms. So that's, I don't know. I was fine with it. <laughs> I probably had a bathroom break or two, but I, I loved it. <laughs> yeah, I'm a huge Game of Thrones fan. Okay, yeah. And I've always been very interested in the books, but I yeah. feel like I would get bored reading the books. Now, my wife's kind of mm -hmm. the opposite. She will read mm -hmm. a book and then tell me how much better the book was than the actual movie or TV show. Do you feel that way sometimes? Yeah. Yeah, most of the time in um, there are some that are a little bit slower, which I think the only book that I've ever read that's been assigned to me in English class, the spark, spark notes on was the Scarlet Letter because I couldn't, I just couldn't that he described a tree for about like five or six pages at one point I went I can't I've got to read spark notes on this one. But all the other books that I was ever assigned in English, I was one of those people who like got my summer reading done immediately because I enjoyed those and enjoyed the world. Um, so for me, it was always books before movies, but movies are great too. I just kind of hold them in a different standard. Like I try not to judge them against each other because I know the limitations that come with movies. A little bit less with TV shows, but movies, it's just those details don't tend to be there. Like, well, I think it's me. hard movies too because you know a movie you're not you're not breaking it up into well I'm gonna watch you know 30 minutes tonight 30 mm -hmm. minutes later you know you're watching it all at once so that storytelling I don't think it can be as detailed or nobody's gonna sit through it you know and that, <laughs> yeah. that's hard for me like I I love a good book, but I'm more into an autobiography or learning about a specific topic instead of like a story. I would rather have the shortened version in a movie form in a story. Um, but for the book readers out there, I completely understand why they wanted them. Even the what the director's cut on Lord of the Rings and stuff was even longer, right? Yeah. And that's it what is. They it really is. Wanted. They really yeah. would rather watch that than the other version. And I'm like, I took a 30 minute nap in the second Lord of the Rings and I didn't feel like I missed anything. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Because they're walking. <laughs> to so, be fair, I mean, there's a lot of walking, but it's through the realms and everything like that. But no, I, I understand that completely. I think for me, um, I was grounded a lot growing up, surprisingly. You, uh, you'd be surprised. But I got everything taken away from me, including my Game Boy, my phone, my TV and everything. The only thing I was allowed to have were my books. So like, I've always locked myself in my room reading my books. That's just been my, literally my escapism. And that's, I've escaped into these realms. And because of that, books will always be my love. I, I literally, in order to sleep at night, I read books, like literally. But yeah, I mean, it's kind of the same with Marvel in those movies. I actually tried to sit down recently and rewatch all of the Marvel movies and it's a lot of hours, but that's a, another, it's a whole new realm. So yeah, they break it up. They got to do what they got to do, but it's still long. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like I could take a nap every Monday night for about an hour and not miss nothing on Raw. So it's, I mean, it's it's there. I mean, it really is. I mean, there's portions of the show that are exactly the same from the week before. So I find, mm -hmm. I, you know, I totally understand, uh, you know, we're talking about getting the details out there. And if you're a fan of that genre or that movie, then yeah, you do want those kind of a details. And because there are certain movies, I'm just kind of like, wait a minute, how did they, how did we get here? 
I don't understand yeah. what happened. And we we skipped a whole chapter. What happened? How right. did we get yeah, from absolutely. A to E? <laughs> so how does the girl who's very shy and timid and being bullied become mm -hmm. this badass professional wrestler? Um, yeah. So that girl actually decided to become a police officer when she was 15 years old. And that's what I pursued for about 10 years with single-minded determination, just blinders on, just went right after it. Um, and I became a 911 dispatcher for about seven years until I finally got hired as a police officer, went through the academy, um, and about two years on the job was falling out of love with law enforcement. So during that time, I did not get invited to WrestleMania that was in New Jersey by my brother-in-law and my partner. And so I spitefully started watching NXT and completely fell in love with it um, because the four horsewomen were coming up in NXT. So I got into it very late, like I'm saying 25 years old. And as I started watching it and falling in love with these larger than life people who not only were badasses in their own right and athletic and amazing, but they told a story and they brought you in and it just kind of clicked with me with the storytelling when Becky Lynch and Sasha Banks had a match at TakeOver and Becky lost and was holding her arm and she had everyone singing back her entrance music and just that one moment of that storytelling and like pulling the heartstrings and the escapism just when I need to be a part of this and so I ended up quitting policing <laughs> around all of that time it, I decided that I was going to walk away from it and I went back to school to finish my degree and I started wrestling training at the world famous monster factory and then the rest is history. <laughs> so when you went back to get your degree, was it, were you doing that at the same time as you were training? Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> and working talk another full-time job. <laughs> like talk about that a little bit. Cause that's for, you know, we, we all try to juggle. We have, we have our shoot jobs. Mm -hmm. We do this and, you know, Aaron's a successful author. He's, writing books left and right and it's it's really everyone has their different ways of figuring out how to get all of these things accomplished but that just seems like a whole lot and kudos to you for doing that but is there anything special that you tried to do to keep juggling all that to make it happen um I don't think I've ever done anything really special I have always been since I was 15 years old I've always worked uh, a lot of times I find myself working like two or three jobs at a time um, especially when I was going to college during the summer I would be trying to save money up so I would be working two or three jobs um, and I've just kind of always worked while I went to school full-time when I started wrestling training I decided to do wrestling training full-time and go back to school full-time and just juggled that for a bit until I had to go back to work again um, but it just, I don't know, it's just always been a thing where um, I remember my partner kind of making fun of me about my time management. I'm like, you have to understand, let me, let me show you what my schedule is. He's like, I feel like you put things right ne up next to each other and you do things. So and I'm like, well, that's because I have to like puzzle piece it together sometimes, but we get there. As long as we get there on time, we're good. 
Um, but yeah, it just was at that point for about, I think nine months, I was literally just wrestling training and going to college and just learning. I was a student all over again on all facets. Um, and then I finally graduated. It took me about 11 years in total to get my degree because I had taken the long way with dispatching and policing. Um, so I was finally able to finish that full time for the, that one nine month period. I completed it and I was so happy. I finally had that goal. <laughs> finally had that degree in hand. My mom could stop yelling at me that I'd never go back to school. <laughs> but we finished it <laughs> and, and one of the crazy things is is that you didn't start training at billy bob's gym <laughs> you started at one of the heavy hitters one of the best gyms you could possibly be at the monster factory how did you search them out and how did that partnership come about so i got very lucky where i researched schools in my area and I'm in New Jersey. So I, I have a, a little bit, there's a little more schools around here. And I remember at the time I was still, uh, I was still policing and I had reached out and went, okay, I would love to try out here. I would love to try out here. And I only tried two. And when I went to Monster Factory, I think I reached out to him via email and went, hey, I'd love to train what can I do? And he said, okay, well, we have training in two days. Be here. And I went, okay. And <laughs> I'll be there. I'll be there on Thursday. And he's like, okay, well, that was the first step because most people would make an excuse. And the funny thing is, so Danny Cage has always been really good about um, social media and building the brand and putting the name out there. So I found him because there was a discount for women for tuition. And I went, well, if that's not a sign, <laughs> I don't know what is. So that was why I emailed him to begin with. And then I went to the training facility. My partner actually did come with me and we got to see what it was like, what a training was. And then they brought us into the ring. They said, okay, try these few things. Um, and when I did it, it was like, I, I used to do gymnastics for about 11 years and that same feeling from gymnastics and, and learning something new and putting my, my body through something that was physically grueling, but felt amazing to learn kind of came back and I went, okay, this, this, is, <laughs> this is happening. Um, and Danny Cage was nice enough to actually let my partner sign up with me. And he wrestled for three months training wise and I kept going. Um, and yeah, that's kind of how that story started. And I got to work with Danny Cage, Damian Priest, a, a bunch of guest uh, coaches as well that were brought in. So I got, I've gotten really lucky. And then to go from there to Team Adams and now working with Worldwide Dojo, I've just gotten very, very lucky in my training facilities. Now you talked about your gymnastics background. Mm -hmm. So we've had several guests that have had a gymnastic background and then got into pro wrestling. And a lot of them have different um, uh, points of view on whether that's been helpful or not. How has that been for you? So I can't tell you the number of times a forward will have saved my life. <laughs> so, and that's never been more true than in wrestling, I feel like, because things sometimes go wrong, especially in training when you're learning new moves and to be able to just like know instinctively how to roll out of it and not land on your neck. Um, it's been very helpful, <laughs> I do have to say. Um, I have always been 
strong and had like a strong base from gymnastics. So I was able to work on that. Like, I don't know if you know, I, I post a bunch of workout videos and it, a lot of my foundation came from gymnastics. So the strength and the power moves that I, I'm able to throw people, a lot of that strength start got started there. Um, my agility in the ring, a lot of that got started with like my floor routines and things like that. So I feel like more often than not, gymnastics has helped me. And to be able to perform and compete in front of people kind of also got that started as well, where now I do the same thing. I perform and compete in front of people. It's just wrestling has a lot more emotion. I do have to say wrestling has a lot more emotion. It's less straight up and down. You know, we're in this big boom as far as women's professional wrestling goes right now. You know, the women's PWI 150 just recently dropped. A lot of great names on there. And you've been in the ring with a lot of the talent at, Mm -hmm. at, you know, at such an early point into your career. How do you feel that you're doing as far as your career goes right now? And what have you taken away from some of those competitors that you have gone one-on-one with? I mean, I feel like, and what I kind of always say is literally every battle I have is a learning experience. So to me, I can't really grade myself of how I'm doing because I'm just still learning. I'm still getting my name out there. I'm still wanting to fight every single person. And I'm still, I still want to learn from everyone. So that's why I've gone to a few different training facilities is because I, I want to learn different types of wrestling and from different people. So to me, I'm still a student, but I know that I have goals in mind and there are certain people that I, I want to get into that ring and are on my, on my bucket list. And a bunch of them are definitely on PWI 150, like Trisha Dora, Willow Nightingale, Jordan Blade. I still really want to get out. We've gotten um, in as tag team, but I want single battles with her. But there's so many women on that list. Like I just named a few indie talents um, and ring of honor talents, but there's so many people there that I want to learn from and want to battle and learn from them in those battles. So that's, yeah. (laughs) Do you find yourself whenever you're booked on an all women's type show, um, having a better feel for the night and wrestling for the evening? Or do you kind of enjoy more being in the intergender type promotions where there's a lot going on? I like the locker rooms that have a mix. So a lot of locker rooms tend to have mainly males in the locker room and then they'll have um, some women, some queer talent. And, but it, it tends to be like, Mm, 85% to 15%. I would love to see that change. I would love there to be more of a mix. It doesn't have to be all one gender, like an all women show, which they're great too. And I get, I love the energy that comes from sharing a locker room of uh, women and queer talent because it's a very different, very different energy. But I just want the mix. I want to be able to say, okay, it's like, 50 50 and and queer talent into and just that would be my my favorite type of locker room and rogue women's warrior and atomic championship wrestling was one of the places that i do see do that as well as wwr plus that it's just a mix of everybody in all genders and that that is my favorite locker room to be sure um it's not me knowing what's coming that night it's just a bunch of really good talent regardless of gender 
Yeah, it sounds like to me that you're someone who just wants to be looked at as a professional wrestler, not a yes. women's professional wrestler. Is that fair to say? It is. It is. I do uh, have to say that labels right now are really important because there is not that equality, which is why I will still buy my, bill myself as a women's wrestler. But I love intergender wrestling. Um, I would love for eventually it to be good enough to be able to deal with the labels because the equality is there. But until then, um, yeah. <laughs> so you talked about having a bucket list for different uh, individuals that you wanted to wrestle and work. Uh, but talk about maybe some places that you would like to go and different styles of wrestling. Do you have aspirations of uh, spending time in, you know, in overseas in different places and learning their styles? And where are you on that? So I do, my goals right now really are AEW, Ring of Honor, Impact, WWE, you know, over here. Um, but I do really want to go over to Japan with Marvelous or Stardom um, and maybe train there and learn from that them as well. But I'm literally up to wrestle anywhere. I know there's a really good school over in Germany and a lot of, um, a lot of really good talent over there. There's also South America has a ton of really good talent. So at this point, COVID allowing, I would love that's that was actually a goal for me in 2020, and then obviously COVID happened. So that is still very much a goal is just to travel and learn, um, and hopefully not just in the U.S. but overseas as well. Yeah, I think your your character would fit great in Stardom. Another place that I, I see it fit, fitting great is ICW over in Scotland. Okay. Uh, there's there's a lot of great talent like Molly Spartan and Casey Owens. I can mm -hmm. see you fitting right in with that group. Hard hitting, great style, great character work. Um, definitely, you know, and it's so great every time we have talent on the show whose main go isn't just one place. Yeah. You know, and I think that's the best part about wrestling today is is that the wrestlers themselves are learning that you just don't have to go to one place to, mm -hmm. to make it and make money and be successful. Yeah. Yeah. It's great that there's so many opportunities now and choices. It's, it's an exciting time for sure, especially for us indie wrestlers and people looking to get out there. And before I let you go, <laughs> Halloween is approaching. So I just, I just, want to, yeah, I mean, you, you got it right there. So what is the best Halloween movie Ooh. that, that you kind of go to and what was your favorite Halloween costume growing up growing up okay we'll go with the first one I've always very much liked paranormal because it kind of is a long I don't know if other people believe but I believe in spirit so it like kind of it walks that line of could this be true kind of thing and I also really like the ring just for its horror-esque type um and favorite costume growing up I was a pink Power Ranger. My mom made me a homemade pink Power Ranger costume when I was about five. And I remember I, we went trick-or-treating was the first time we went to Disney. So I got to go trick-or-treating in Florida during that time too. So it was like a whole big, really good memory all in one pink Power Ranger, Ranger costume. So that's my favorite. This year, I, I'm going to be a dragon. <laughs> I, th I think a lot of people forget about the ring. You know, when you mm -hmm. just said the ring... I just totally forgot about the ring and how much I actually enjoyed that movie back in the day. I've gotten, it's weird. The older I get, the more I like the slasher type stuff. 
Okay. Instead of the paranormal activity. When I was younger, I liked more of the paranormal activity. Yeah. It's very sci-fi. It's still, <laughs> it's that vein of walking horror and sci-fi together is I think what makes my favorite more than like the slasher type. I also didn't grow up really watching like Michael Myers and all of those types of movies. I didn't really, I still, some of them haven't. Friday the 13th, I haven't seen. Scream, I still haven't seen. Like there's a bunch of movies you'd be like, you probably would see it and I haven't seen it. Now I will tell you, Scream, <laughs> For, for a slasher movie, Scream is not like the others. So I'm not a fan of Michael Myers. I'm not a fan mm -hmm. of Kruger. Like, I, I can deal with them. And some of the newer ones I like better than the older ones. Right. But Scream is altogether different. Like, they even talk about, you know, this is what would happen in a horror movie. And don't do this because you're just being stupid. And I like that. Cause okay. That my problem with a lot of the slasher ones, it's like, okay, so you're actually going to follow them out there. Okay. They do things that people would not Why do. Why are you dumb? <laughs> now, give me wrong, there are some dumb people in Scream, but there's also some very smart ones that they make it all worth it. And okay. the stories are, are, are good enough that they make sense. And it's nothing that, you know, if they were able to you know murder the killer it, it would get done it ain't like they would just keep coming back right. you know it's, it's more realistic so i love the scream movies the other ones i ain't got time for oh my god yeah no i mean that makes sense i yeah i think just because i didn't grow up what was that other one and why is my brain blanking on it the one where the want to play a game one that is that saw so thank you so is that the other slasher that i've kind of seen was that which is cool and i like the psychological aspect of it more than it, more than the actual slasher type thing um but yeah i i'm the same thing like you people in those movies someone didn't teach you your healthy fear of the dark like i can't put my feet out of the covers for too long because the boogeyman under the bed might still get them like don't say bloody mary anywhere near me around a mirror don't bring the ouija board out no <laughs> don't do it so obviously those kids didn't grow up with a healthy dose of that fear like i did <laughs> if it wasn't on twitter they don't understand it so Maybe I don't. I mean, back then there was no Twitter for Scream when it first came out, so we don't have an excuse for them. <laughs> That's right. Well, Riley, before we let you go, tell everyone that where they can find you on social media or where they perhaps can see you next. So I am on pretty much all social media at the Riley Shepherd. That's Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Um, I also have T-shirts that are sold on What a Maneuver. So if you Google What a Maneuver and Riley Shepherd, you'll find them. Um, I do have a bunch of battles coming up for November. I will be back at Titans Championship Goddesses of War for a 30-minute Iron Woman match for that Goddesses of War Women Shiny, and that is November 6th. I will be at RetroCon for Blitzkrieg Pro, which I'm so excited as a geek to be wrestling at a con. Um, that'll be November 6th. I'm back at Dropkick Depression on November 13th. 
I know I'm forgetting some, but I do have a bunch that aren't aren't announced as well. I intergender wrestling is November 20th, as well as Titans Championship Wrestling, November 20th as well. So there's a bunch of places in November and even more after that. <laughs> amazing, amazing. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Uh, for everyone out there, it's Halloween weekend, right? So Make sure, I know there's a lot of wrestling shows going on this weekend with Halloween themes. Go out, have some fun. Make sure you're staying safe. Um, check out Riley's gear. Pick up some merchandise from her. I know she'll greatly appreciate it as well. Also, pick up the book, Independent Road to Wrestler's Journey. And since Tom mentioned my books earlier, right here, pre-order right now, barnesandnoble.com. Loving Casey Nelson drops November the 5th. Um, and it kind of goes along with what Riley was talking about. You know, it's about overcoming bullies, overcoming grief, uh, and living in a small town. Uh, so if you have a child that's ages, I, I would say, 7 to 14, this is the book for them. Uh, pre-sales been going really great I uh, can't wait to see what some of the numbers are come November 5th uh, fingers crossed that we get on the bestsellers list like we did with Independent Road uh, got a little bit more of an uphill battle though with children's novels I mean I got to battle these wimpy kids and Harry Potters and hey don't you knock Harry Potter <laughs> it's, it's, a it's a tough road to climb uh, but if we can get there on that list, I, I'll be happy. I don't know if we'll get like number four here with Independent Road, but if we can crack into that bestsellers list, that'd be great. And of course, uh, we'd appreciate it greatly. Also, you should have a couple more days. Head over PWTs, pick up one of our cancer breast cancer awareness shirts. With all proceeds going to Brittany Springer. We'd greatly appreciate it as well. And for everyone else, Tom and I, we'll see y'all down the road.